Are you in a position where you're defined by your age and that's limiting you to pursue a dream or goal you want to accomplish? The More Than Your Age podcast is about having conversations with women who fully live their lives without being dictated or defined by their age. This is a space to encourage women who feel blocked to pursue a dream or goal based on their life circumstances. Welcome to the More Than Your Age podcast. I am your host, Erica Pazbard. Let's start living life fully and become more than your age. Welcome back to the More Than Your Age podcast milestones series. Thank you for joining me. I have heard more and more stories of people being encouraged to create their own list, and this brings me so much excitement. I can't wait to see the different tasks that you guys do. Uh, remember to tag me on Instagram or if you're on Facebook as well. Uh, don't forget to use the hashtags hashtag more than your age and hashtag milestones. This is, it just like lights me up. I've had several friends text me like, okay, I'm going to start doing my list. I'm going to write it down. And like, this is encouraging me to, to get after it. And, uh, if you haven't listened to the first three, I encourage you to go back and listen to them as well. The little, little items, little things episode, uh, just can show you that it doesn't have to be a big item. And this episode, I am going to share you about the risky things, the, the items that I was like, I don't really know if I'm going to be able to accomplish these. Um, they might be a little scary financially, do I have anyone to do them with me? Because although I say do things on your own, um, I don't know. I'm looking at my list right now and I'm like, no, I would have still done them by myself. It just helps with having somebody to join you as well. So one of my risky items was to make sure I made it on a jumbotron. And I think I've done it before. I don't even know. Maybe I hadn't done it before, but I had to be strategic, strategic about it because I was like, all right, if I am going to get on a jumbotron, I can't go. I can't be up in the nosebleeds at a Dallas Cowboys game or a Mavs game. Like I need to have a good seat wherever I go. And then I thought, but I can't be spending like all this money to go to some game. Um, where can I go? And so then I thought, ah, you know how we'll get on a jumbotron. Let's go to a minor league baseball game. That will be great. Now, still not guaranteed, but I had an idea in my mind that if I go with my friends, like, and we're all dancing, we're having a good time, we will make it on the jumbotron. We have to. So a a big group of us went to a minor league baseball game and it ended up being a celebrity baseball game. And, uh, so they're like local celebrities and local athletes and athletes that were, I think in the Texas area playing in this baseball game and kind of like an all-stars game, but celebrity edition. And so there was a Houston Rockets basketball player with the last name, I believe is Parsons. And he was pretty popular at the time. And so I remember being like, okay, he was playing in the outfield. I'm like, yelling, and I'm like, go Parsons, get it, do your thing. And uh, there was one point I had not made it on the jumbotron, but at one point 
I, I don't know. I think there was a foul ball or something happened. And like, I'm screaming. I was like, go Parsons, you get it. And then he threw the ball at me and I, I caught it and like did a little wink, wink finger pointing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> call me. <laughs> that, that was that. I didn't, nothing else happened with that. Um, but then they were playing great music and there were times where I was dancing by myself and like, Sometimes you just got to be the person that dances by themselves when you want to dance, but no one else does. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's always one person to start the dance party. And if you're waiting for that one person to start, the dance party might never start. So if that's, if you have to be the one to start it, just be out there. And if you end up being the only one the whole time, keep going, keep going. Don't stop. Well, fortunately, you know, there were several songs where it was just me doing my thing and my friends are like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, ladies, you got to get up here and dance with me. And so they played some other song that was really catchy. And so we're all dancing. And then all of a sudden, we look up at the screen. And there we are. And we're all like, oh, my gosh. We did it. We got on the Jumbotron. And we're like dancing. Someone takes a picture. And I think I'm like pointing at the camera. And like, we're all jump up and down. We did it. We did it. We did it. Because, of course, all my friends knew that that was the goal for that game to get on the Jumbotron. It was risky. We didn't know it was going to happen. I'm so glad we did, but I had to think strategically in order to make it happen. I also wanted to do a mud run and I did not know that mud runs are kind of intense. I did not have anyone to go with me. I just showed up by myself, did not train. That was a bad mistake. Now I like went dancing. I worked out, but not like for obstacle courses. I think I thought it was just going to be fun. Like, oh, you get muddy and then that's it. But this thing was intense. So you start off and I have ear problems, so I can't get water in my ears. And I didn't realize in mud runs, you have to like go underwater. And so I just kind of skipped that part. Um, I should have had my earplugs, but I still wouldn't have been able to go underwater. Um, and so I think someone was like, you're not doing it right. And I was like, you don't understand my ear issues. I can't go underwater. So anyway, we're like climbing over things, going under things, swimming in the mud, running in the mud, doing all the stuff. And I'm like, oh my, I'm living and I'm loving it. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I think it was a 5K mud run. So not super long, but also not short. Okay. 3.2 miles is a good is a good bit being in the mud. So running, 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 having a great time, no injuries, finish it up. And I'm like, I did it. I did it. Like looking for people. And remember, no one was with me at all by myself. And so I'm like high-fiving myself. I'm like, get it, girl. You did it. And, you know, next time, if you ever complete any type of like running event, an obstacle course, maybe tell people that you're going to do it and like say, hey, you want to come with me? Because although it was great, it was a little anticlimactic when I raced across the finish line and was hoping there'd be like, there are people cheering, but like, I'm looking for somebody to be like, yeah, you did it. But no one was. And then I found a random person. I said, Hey, can you take a picture of me? I just did this by myself and I don't have anyone here. They're like, Oh yeah. And really I wasn't looking for the pity party, but kind of like, you know, a little bit, you know, it's like, Hey, I don't have anyone. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, they just did this with you. Like, this is awesome. Like now we're bonded for life. Right. Like, <laughs> and like they laugh, <laughs> walk off. And I'm, and I'm thinking like, no, seriously, can we be friends? Do you want to be my friend? No. Okay. 
that's fine. All right, so did the mud run, got the picture experience. I would definitely do that again because it was very fun. Another risky thing that could also be a little thing, but not so little, was to sew a dress. I hate sewing. I found a template. There are three good friends from my my work. We were all teachers together, and we're like, okay, Erica. They said, okay, Erica, we're gonna get together. We're gonna have pizza and wine, and we're gonna make sew this dress. Like you're gonna sew this dress. And one of my friends is actually very talented at it, and so kind of was a good help. And they're like, are you, do you think this is going to inspire a new hobby for you? And I said, no, I hate this. This is boring, miserable. And so I made the dress, I put it on and I thought, yeah, I think I'll wear this to school, my teacher dress. And I think I did like once or twice, but it, y'all, it was ugly. It was ugly. I didn't do a good job, but I did it. And I don't ever want to sew anything ever again. I also put on there that I wanted to learn a new dance. That summer of my 29th year, I spent a month in Argentina. And part of that time being there, I wanted to work on my Spanish skills and also learn to tango. And I would go to these classes. And honestly, this is a little silly of me. I thought I was going to pick it up really well because I went swing dancing and country dancing all the time. So I was like, oh, I got this. This is going to be so much fun. I got it. And I went to those lessons and I was horrible. I was not good. And I had a lot of self-doubt in my head. I was like, you can't do this. What's wrong with you? Just quit. Stop doing this. Like, there's a lot of negative talk going on in those classes. These men are creepy. They're dancing too close to you, which that was not negative self-talk. They were very close in dancing. My dance instructor was beautiful. Argentine gentleman, beautiful dance instructor. And I was like, oh, maybe we can do private dance lessons. I, I never said that. I was too, too nervous to do that. Also, mind you guys, I was not married at the time. I was single. So if you're like, what about her husband? I did not know him. We not met. We still had some time. I A big let, takeaway from learning to tango that I really did not learn super well was the concept of grit and like there's this book that came out when I was teaching. Um, it was like the year after. I wish I had read this book before I went swing dancing. What is the name of the book? I'll have to look it up and find it again. But basically, like, are you um, are you born with talents or can you work hard for those talents? And I've, I had that mindset at that time that like, oh, no, I'm just not good at it. I'm not good at it. I assumed I would be. But if I kept working at it and like changed my mindset, I think it would have, I would have been a lot better. Um, but then I was like, I'm giving up. I'm going to go salsa dancing because that's way more fun. And so a little lesson learned during that time frame. Thankfully, I did it. I learned that it was more challenging and that I gave up easily with that. And that's not <clears throat> normally what I want to do. So it was a little risky in, in, in that sense. The final item, oh no, there's one more. I didn't write it down, but I wanted to go on a hot air balloon ride. And thankfully I went with my mom and it was fun. We got on there and just floated across Dallas. The only scary part was the landing because it's like pretty abrupt. If you've ever flown on a hot air balloon, which I would recommend it, 
because it's just beautiful. The landing is like really hard. She's like, boom, boom, boom. And then the basket kind of tips over. Well, my mom landed on me. She was worried if I was okay. I was worried that cause she fell like how she fell. I didn't want her to get injured. Um, but we were, we all made it guys. We were, we're good. The final item was to go skydiving and I loved it. I went with a coworker of mine. He was just a fun, 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 fun coworker. We would, he taught French, I taught Spanish and our kids, um, he would like have his kids run into my classroom and like say Spanish, like y'all are a bunch of what did he call us? I don't remember. Oh, a bunch of Doras. And so we would call him the poodle class. Like y'all are a bunch of poodles, like French poodles. And we would have different wars and our kids would uh, not graffiti, but like post different pictures or like write notes to them back and forth and in French and Spanish and how much better French Spanish was in French. And they would do that to us. And so we just had different wars going on and it really made the year a blast and the kids like the the whole point of it for him was to make sure that uh, oftentimes especially in the area that we live in people want to take spanish because we have a high spanish-speaking population and they're like we don't have any use for french and so he really wanted them to be proud of the french language anyway so we became good friends that year and i was like hey i'm gonna i want to go skydiving for my 30 by 30 list you want to do it with me he said heck yeah so we went and I remember being like so nervous and sweating. And I was like, what if this is the time that I die? And he's like, what if this is the time that I die? I don't know. Nice knowing you. Good luck, Poodle. Good luck, Dora. Great. Right here we go. And so we get there and it's like in this field in the middle of nowhere. And you're thinking, is someone going to run out and attack us? Like, does anyone know that we're here? Thankfully, we did let our family members know that we were where we were going to be. So just in case something happened, we get out there and then they like do all the training. You could die. You could die. Sign here. Know that you could die. And we're not, uh, we're not liable for anything that happens to you. Sign here. This says you could die. Sign here. Yep. You could die here too. And then you could die here. And you're like, um, should I actually be doing this? If I could die, like I am willingly doing something that I know could have a really bad ending. But we said, initial here, initial here, here's my signature, and here's my life. And so we get up, they drive us in this little dinky thing to the small little airplane. We hop in, buckle up, and like, you know, the professionals on our back. And I'm thinking like, okay, this guy behind me knows what he's doing. So then my nerves started going away. I was like, we've got this. My friend, on the other hand, is freaking out, which... Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was like, I got this, bud. I'm going to go first. Then you go. We'll be fine. So we get to the edge, get to the top, and the wind's blowing in our face. And I'm like, what if we just fall? What if the parachute, the air, whatever it is that saves our lives, what if it breaks? What if the backup breaks? What are we going to do? But then we're all good. It's like, okay, God's got this. I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. No matter what, like, I'm going to go to heaven. So if something bad happens, we're good. So anyway, we like jump out of the airplane and I'm screaming. I'm like, ah, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden pops the parachute and we're just floating down. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever experienced ever. And he's like, isn't it? And I said, 
yes oh my gosh and he's like see this is why i do this you you don't get a view of the world and life and perspective like you do up here and just breathing in and and i said yes everyone needs to do this this is amazing i don't know it was just something that was like the this high of experiencing this world and just like feeling so small and seeing everything and just seeing the beauty and like let me tell you we weren't by any mountains we were on the plains of texas everything was plain you could see some trees maybe that's it but it was still such a beautiful experience and seeing god's creation and then yeah it was just it was wonderful i loved it and we landed landing was a little rough not as rough as the hot air balloon but a little rough i was like uh this is the only part i'm scared of now after we jumped out of the airplane but it was fine Tumbled a little bit, no bruises or anything, no need for a band-aid. So we were all good. And um, and we did it. I did it. We did it. And uh, the whole drive back, we were just like on this high. I was on a high for a really long time after that because I think that it was a pretty spectacular experience. If you have a desire to do it, go for it. You don't have to do a skydive. You don't have to get on a Jumbotron. You don't have to sew a dress. I don't recommend that. I'm joking. You could try sewing a dress. Um, you can learn. And do, you don't have to do that, but you can do something you want to do that lifts your spirits. So I would encourage you to do that. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you again for listening to the Milestone series on the More Than Your Age podcast. If you're about to complete a big milestone yourself, join me. It'll make the ride a lot more fun. Tag me on Instagram at Erica Shoray. That's Erica with a C, Shoray, S as in Sam, H as in happy, O, H as in happy again, R-A-E, and use the hashtags more than your age and hashtag milestones when you complete an item. It'll be a lot more fun knowing you're doing it with me. And if you were encouraged by this Milestones mini-series episode, like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. Until next time, I'll catch you on the More Than Your Age podcast.